Welcome to the Light Reading Podcast. You're listening to the flagship audio production of Light Reading, the telecom industry's most important outlet for daily news and analysis. This is Phil Harvey. I'm an editor at Light Reading, the ringmaster of this particular media circus, directing your attention to the publication's most daring acts and setting your expectations accordingly. I am joined today, as you can hear, laughing in the background by Light Reading's editor-in-chief for about the last seven years, Ray Lemaitre, a man who needs no introduction which is the easiest way to avoid writing an introduction. <laughs> we are also joined by Light Reading's main man covering 5G and all that that implies, Mike Dano. Mike, That's me. Hi, Mike. Hi. Mike climbs a cell tower near his house every morning, surveys the technology landscape, and brings back those critical developments he deems worth your time. You should thank that's him entirely, for it. Yeah, that's entirely accurate. <laughs> Whereas I wish I could climb a cell tower near my home office. That's right. Uh, that, <laughs> yeah, that I know. would help with my cell coverage. Just having a cell tower anywhere near me would be great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What you need to know now, dear listener, is that this is an editor's only podcast. As you may have already guessed, there is no guest interview. Um, the gloves are off. The scarves, the ascots, and the monocles are off as well. We are gentlemen after all. And you can expect opinions, tangents, and the occasional rant from this episode. So, before we get into our big question of the day, guys, uh, other than lacking cell coverage, how are you? Yeah, good. I'm uh, still reeling from the Oscars shortlist, although I don't know why. Because uh, <laughs> this is the organization, after all, that named Avatar as the best film Oof. one year. So, yeah. expectations have always been very low, but... Um, if it was one yeah. of the most important films with blue people in it, I think. I, I think I can safely say that. <laughs> that was a special category that year. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I got to give it that. It's also weird that uh, um, uh, that all the toing and froing about uh, you know who gets uh, who gets cut out and who gets left on and that sort of thing. Um, it's. Every year, it seems like you can't make everyone happy, but isn't that the whole idea of an awards an award show? <laughs> yes, yes. But one suspects that there's um, uh, a certain amount of um, uh, f- favors uh, being called in. Oh uh, yeah, in, in some of these things, and uh, it it would be nice to know that it was a that you know these decisions were made with a, a totally clean slate. But we're using up. Well, you're using up light reading podcast here, time here, whinging about an Oscars shortlist. It is. Who, who on earth mentioned that in the first place? It is in the zeitgeist. <laughs> I mean, we have to we have to kind of acknowledge these things that are uh, that are distracting us every moment of the day. Um, uh, anyway, well, let's get to the, today's big question, um, and that is: Is the way to beat Huawei to become Huawei? <laughs> and this comes up because uh, this week, of course. Uh, are uh, uh, a group of U.S. senators, a bipartisan group, they were sure to underscore, um, has proposed uh, setting aside somewhere between $750 million and $1 billion to um, fund open RAN efforts uh, to fight Huawei so that we can have 5G and uh, provide us and the rest of the world possibly an alternative to uh uh, Huawei's uh, cheap and cheerful technology that seems to be taking over everywhere. Um, a couple of notes on this thing. 
I, I was digging through the legislation. Just a couple? Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, we can get into the broad the broad theme, which is, uh, I guess we should start there. Guys, does this make any sense whatsoever? Yes, it's called nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> See what you did there. I mean, there. Look, if, if, if they just said, um, we found a way to compress 40 years of R&D into three weeks, and we're backing it with 180 billion, then I would have gone, they might be onto something here. Right. Yeah. But they did. So <laughs> no, it, it's weird this to say that a, this is, this is great news for the ORAN companies because they uh, might get a handout. So I'm sure imagine? they're absolutely, um, they must be, you know, uh, having a, a weekend party in a, in a bath of champagne. <laughs> but uh, I mean, really, it just goes to show how clearly cl- clueless these idiots are. Uh, so sorry for sitting on the fence. Sir. Yeah, yeah. I wish. Uh, well, since he doesn't have an opinion, Mike, uh, anything from you? <laughs> I, I'm still reeling from the fact or from the notion that like what I would have considered a, a, like a tiny slice of our, our broad coverage area, which is ORAN. I mean, it's important, but like yeah. like this like tiny little technology and and obscure you know area of the industry is is suddenly having a light shown on it from like the brightest you know most the largest geopolitical you know fight that we've probably ever seen you know yeah. in this industry in decades and and here it is like suddenly being thrust into the into the you know public discourse by you know some of the biggest you know legislators in the country you know it's i'm just i'm still reeling from the fact that we're even having this conversation much less this is in in a fine restaurant this is definitely interviewing the chef about the ketchup packets it's it it, it, it really is ridiculous but Um, i i guess they took a look look around to see what they could invest in yeah and as they as they surveyed the market this was the option um, they're obviously looking for U.S. based companies uh, who have U.S. Uh, IPR who are in the the, the same um, sort of business, you know, as relates to, to 5G. And so this is it. Obviously, if they'd have had, um, you know, even if they'd had a Samsung, for example, then that would have been a completely different kettle of fish. And then we <laughs> and, but then we then we would be talking about. The, the question around, you know, is it appropriate for the U.S. government to, um, you know, ha- having constantly criticized uh, and, and claimed that Huawei has had years of advantage and backing from the Chinese government uh, to, to then do the same? Um, but I, I, I think I really think this is something of a red herring. And it'd be great if those companies uh, got some funny, uh, got some money and some extra funding for their R&D. Uh, you know, that would be great for them. And, and I'm sure there's plenty more because there's lots of uh, smaller companies doing, um, you know, alternative antenna technologies, et cetera, that hopefully might get a cut of this pie if the money if the money ever shows up. That is, you know, because this is only a proposal. It might not happen. Uh, so I think it's a lot. It's quite a lot of hot air, and it, it's. I don't know if anybody takes this seriously that this might actually create, um, you know, uh, a or shift the balance. Right. Uh, but it, it, it's it's just kind of silly. We're in an election year, so that's what that's what. Uh, right. Scares yeah. Me yeah. Is that it, well? Is, is that the 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 fact that they can go 
go to the nearest podium now and claim that they are doing something. And what scares me is that the political pressure to quote unquote, just do something. Like you said, they've ignored R and D for so long. Um, we've completely shied away from investing in the infrastructure in any meaningful way. And now we're suddenly, uh, now, now that the voters are paying attention, we're suddenly going to stand in front of a podium and say a big number, like a billion dollars. Wow. Okay, I guess we got to vote for that right away, don't we? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, if anybody was advising these people, you know, wouldn't they, wouldn't have they been better? Uh, and, and so here's a question for you two guys. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't they have been better to say, it doesn't really matter about the amount of money. Uh, wouldn't have they been better to say, look, you know, w- w- we're all using 4G. Some of us are getting 5G phones now, and there's a bit of 5G coverage. But, you know, just coming around the corner is 6G. We're going to put 10 billion into 6G R&D, and we're going to own the, own the market on 6G. Complete, that, that, again, equal amount of rubbish. Mm. But I think that might have been a bit more convincing, because then at least they're investing. You know, all these things are a 10-year cycle. Right. They could at least have claimed that they were trying to get ahead and make the USA um you know the 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 number one place for for 6g research it's kind of already it's a bit missed the boat a little bit there although i'm sure there's some some research going on probably in some of the 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 universities and down in silicon valley but i would have thought that might have been a bit more of a convincing argument yeah this this definitely feels like um you know being in the third inning of a baseball game and deciding to try to win the game by Started construction on a new stadium. Like that's that's what this, <laughs> this that's what this announcement I love feels that like. Analogy. Uh, and so, but uh, it, like I was trying to think, like to try to put this into context. Like I, I guess the you know the U.S. government does, and all governments do provide funds and subsidies for various research projects, from artificial intelligence, to, you know, to cancer research, and 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 you know research into drugs, and you know pharmaceutical stuff and all you know that money goes to that kind of stuff regularly all the time uh it's just that this one seems to stick out because of its (laughs) it's so narrowly targeted and and seemingly such a a weird solution to to (laughs) an an already complex problem it it just it feels it like it's just feels like it's coming out of left field yeah yeah Yeah, that's i think the whole that's a great summary of it. It it all feels the amount, the technology, the application. Like I said, I was digging through and looking at how they think they're going to carve this money up and they're going to, they're going to fund it with grants that um, of course they're saying, okay, we can use the FCC's proceeds from, uh, from spectrum auctions. But in case those don't come through, they've given the NTIA, administrator and uh and and whatever entity they're associated with uh uh the ability to borrow that money from the treasury <laughs> so and, and may i point out that the ntia has not had a permanent uh director for like several years now they've like cycled through several acting directors in the past few years so like uh-huh. that particular government agency does doesn't feel like the best necessarily no. choice for this kind nice, of thing nice detail not nice the detail. best oh, administrator well actually and also and then we'll go to break when i make this point that uh no agency in the trump administration has had a director <laughs> yeah. of, of any import for longer than three months um they they it, it's a it's literally uh, a headless government and uh um 
you know, because every he wants all the agencies to be in chaos so that he can kind of, you know, uh, uh, lead from the front, which in this case means on Twitter. Um, all right, we will uh, we'll get right back into this, but uh, for the sake of our long-suffering sponsors, uh, if there are indeed any, uh, let's go to break, and we will be right back on the Light Reading Podcast. And we're back to the Light Reading Podcast. I'm Phil Harvey, joined by Ray Lemaitre in London and Mike Dano. Yo, yo. And um, we are talking (laughs) about uh, uh, fighting Huawei the the wrong way. (laughs) Um, uh, In particular, this week, the U.S. government uh, is proposing uh, a a billion dollars to invest in open RAN, fight Huawei on... on, uh, on that front, as I, this is uh, legislation proposed, uh, led by Senator Warren, um, who, who, you know, Mark Warren, who, uh, was one of the, uh, uh, people instrumental in the founding of Nextel communications. Um, so, I mean, that's another thing is that people are inclined to listen to him because he c- comes from the telecom industry. Um, but you know, he never faced anything like this. Um, in terms of a competitive threat. Um, and, and that's, that's what makes me think that even though he's a, a very, uh, uh, he's very well steeped in the ways of telecom. I, I think this is still a, a, a blatantly p- political, uh, act with no real payoff. Um, uh, so there you go. I'm sitting on the fence as well. <laughs> <laughs> Um, there is specifically though, there, there is something in the, in this, uh, legislation that I, I quite liked actually. And that was they, in, in the part of limiting grants, they, they, they talked about, you know, we're not going to give all this money to one company. Uh, we're not just going to hand it back over to AT&T and say, thanks for your lobbying efforts. Um, so there was a limitation on grants and they said the amount of, uh, grant limits was, uh, you know, 20 million per, and it made me think that, maybe we should just do that anyway is just go ahead and fund, you know, um, us based, uh, not just ORAN companies, but any company that says we're going to start a company in the U S we're going to really double down on making 5g infrastructure, uh, better, more effective, whatever. And I just think the government should just decide on a, um, an arbitrary amount and should, you know, hand out <laughs> grants to, you know, jumpstart this research and, you know, kind of guide it and get it going. Because right now I think, you know, telecom infrastructure companies are having a hard time getting funding and there doesn't seem to be any hurry from Silicon Valley to do anything but social media and stuff that involves, uh, you know, flying cars. So they're like skipping right over the communications infrastructure that, that supports all of this stuff. Um, what do you guys think about that in terms of like, should the government just, you know, maybe this particular effort is misguided, but should the government just maybe, you know, start opening up its wallet to, uh, uh, to anyone helping it build and improve, uh, 5g infrastructure. 100%. 
I think every every country should be doing that, encouraging, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, technology R and D uh, in their own countries, and 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 this is now because nearly all of it is software development, right. and this thing called the cloud exists. I hope they do know about that. Mm. Uh, you know, um, funding uh, access to 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 cloud computing resource. Um, and enabling people and, and and using collaborative tools, um, you know, you could fund an awful lot of development with a lot less money than it took to get into this sector, you know, X years ago. Uh, you know, you don't have to do three years of R&D to try and come up with a prototype of a chip anymore. Um, right. There's AI development, there's, cl- uh, you know, edge computing. That's, uh, you know, there's there's so much that could be done you know, uh, around and associated with that topic and IoT, et cetera, et cetera. But AI in particular, I think, I mean, there's already a lot of development going on there, but we haven't even scratched the surface. Algorithms are pretty much the same as they've always been for AI. It's really a lot of the focus has been on the applications on top. But there's probably a lot to do, um, you know, in the underlying algorithms and in quantum computing, et cetera, et cetera. But every, I think every country that, that hopes to 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 be able to attract companies to and, and hire staff in those countries should be doing this anyway. So absolutely. So not shutting the door after the horse has bolted, uh, but but looking to the future with development grants. Yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with necess- you know with governments funding research. In fact, that that is a you know a well-established uh, strategy of governments all across the world. It's it, it's 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 but the I feel like the the issue with this is that they've got this problem of you know potentially Huawei and China sort of dominating things and and so the responses to fund ORAN just feels like a yeah it's it's sort of misdirected and so yeah you know if if the problem is a secure supply chain or mm-hmm. you know uh, obtaining uh, wireless equipment that. Uh, would not threaten national security, you know, maybe a better solution is to, you know, invest in ways to to figure out whether the supply chain is is secure or not, or, you know, uh, establishing um, uh, vendors that are approved by a particular, you know, authorizing agency. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, if their goal is to, like, get domestic suppliers, like, we already had Motorola as a domestic supplier of of wireless equipment and that you know that company is no longer in the business like there are no you know big domestic suppliers of wireless equipment anymore and so to to try to turn back time it feels like this is turning back time i don't think that's possible so you know maybe they can suggest that the whole of the u.s communicates with push to talk (laughs) i mean if if we go back to iden i'm okay with that but i'm not sure that that, that's going to solve the problem that we're talking about oh that'd be brilliant (laughs) <laughs> I used to use that on the train going up to San Francisco, and I, much to the chagrin of all the uh, passengers around me. It's one of the funniest things ever, because I would just be sitting there calmly reading the paper, and then all of a sudden I would get, are you on the way to work? And it would, it would, just, it would, just, it would just, my editor would just blare, you know, into the into the thing. And of course, I had the phone volume all the way up so I could hear him. So it was, uh, yeah, good times. Um, I, I, I totally agree. I, I, I think funding research is the right idea. Funding, uh, you know, f- funding what is considered an alternative to something that Huawei is not really into right now doesn't seem like a good idea. Um, 
<laughs> What's interesting is they haven't really, you're, you know, they haven't really addressed the idea of protection or cybersecurity. Um, that, that that is interesting because if they if they were going to knee jerk, I, I think one one interesting way to knee jerk would have been to make sure that we have, you know, the absolute uh, most uh, complete solution for securing 5g networks you know and and make sure that all the software technology that we can get our hands on uh that you know that can be funneled in that direction is is either in process or being you know being developed um they didn't really enter they didn't really introduce that it's all it's all down to i think i think they want um to secure the radio network and then of course that leaves open the core and everything else um, I, I also think that, that that that's what sort of tells you that this is more this is more something that's um, you know you fund infrastructure because people can see it you know Pe- people can see towers and they can see radios and they can see things like that and so it, it it's you know it's the same reason you fund bridges and roads and stuff like that yes you need them but also voters can see them and you can you know stand in front of them with a shovel and you know cut a ribbon and do all that sort of thing. So again, it's it's kind of the the politics of it. it it's we we have to figure out how to do a groundbreaking that involves software. <laughs> um, I uh, one more point to bring out or or to ask you guys about. Um, you know, this isn't the first time. Obviously, the government's been um, uh, the U.S. government's been uh, wringing its hands about Huawei's dominance. Um, too little, too late. I mean, we've already uh, offered to put some money toward uh, helping companies rip out Huawei equipment that they've already installed because it happened to be the best possible, most economical option for rural carriers that all the other um, equipment vendors were completely ignoring. So how is that going? Because it didn't, wasn't there some, there was some uh, efforts early on or earlier this year or earlier, I'm sorry, earlier in, uh, 2019 to put like a billion dollars toward ripping Huawei out of networks. Has anybody heard any, uh, any updates or any sort of progress in that? Uh, yeah, that this is, this is my favorite topic of, of like basically, <laughs> you know, allocating all this money to rip out Huawei equipment from us networks. And what I think is the, the, my first reaction is that I like that the idea of billion dollars solves any problem so you have have, have huawei equipment in the u.s oh we'll throw a billion dollars at it and that'll and then and then we have this like oran china situation we'll throw a billion dollars at that also and that will also solve that situation so a billion dollars will fix any problem as far as i concern but uh, or as far as i can see but the um yeah that that proposal to to essentially replace all huawei equipment in wireless networks in, in rural areas in the country is like such a major undertaking and is also going to take years and years and years to play out. And uh, uh, as far as I understand that right now, those that legislation has not been passed yet. Um, and I can I can guarantee that there's a lot of rural carriers who are petitioning pretty hard to get it to pass because it's essentially a, you know, a bunch of free money for them to upgrade to 5g with different vendors. And then I'm sure that the, the companies that would benefit from the legislation that we were talking about companies like parallel wireless and Mavenir and stuff that, that are in the Oran area 
are also going to going to get this other big huge amount of money in terms of ripping out Huawei equipment because they're you know rural carriers could then also use you know could they could replace Huawei with equipment from parallel wireless or right. you know a lot of these other domestic suppliers um so it's you know it's sort of a the, i think there's reason there's multiple reasons for them to be celebrating in baths of champagne this weekend um <laughs> how, how you know, not just this away, one. how far away are we do you think from from somebody uh, some politician somewhere suggesting that if U.S. citizens are leaving the country, that they have to leave their phone at the airport because they will likely be going to a country where their phone would connect to Chinese technology. That's right. It could. In fact, it definitely yeah, will that... connect to Chinese technology. I can say that unequivocally. <laughs> Yeah, they they uh, I did read at one point that like the State Department and a, a bunch of U.S. federal government officials were not allowed to travel with electronics to China at all because going well, through security in China, the, they were worried that they no, were injected viruses and stuff on them. I can understand that because I think uh, I, I think that's completely understandable. Yeah, um, but for those of us who don't spy for a living, um, <laughs> taking away our iPhone seems a bit much. So which which two of us are not doing that? <laughs> it sounds uh yeah it's it's interesting i'm i'm uh uh I, I, that that's what i think why i think uh you know the protection and sort of the alerts protection and you know management part of it you know the, we need we need a leg up there because everywhere you go you're going to be connecting to you know, yeah. Chinese technology or technology that your country didn't, uh, you know, watch the supply chain all the way through its its inception. And yeah, especially it, as eSIMs become possible because you yeah. can visit another country, and who's to say that your that your eSIM doesn't get swapped out? Right. Yeah, and part of the I, I don't even know that that might make no sense for people who really know about eSIMs. They might go, "This guy's an idiot." But you know what I mean? Uh, I mean that the the software could be tampered with in such a way, right? Um, that that you know information could be uh, gathered, or even once back in the in the host country, whatever. Um, but uh, all of these things, I mean, where does it end? Where does it end? Right. I think that's that's it. Where does it end? Like that's the big question. How far are we going to go along this path? I think to answer that question, we we need a billion dollars. That is, if we yes. we need a billion dollars to invest in typewriters, yes. and quills and ink, yes, uh, to make our our, our secure writing environment uh, because five G is back. So <laughs> vinyl you know. is back. <laughs> so is camera film. So that's fun. There we go. <laughs> All right, I think I'll, uh, I'll 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 wrap it up. It seems like we've uh, 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 we've weighed in sufficiently on this topic, and of course, we will hold our breath and see what happens next. Um, so, as we wrap up, uh, Ray, uh, thank you very much for your time and insights today. Well, what happens next is that the Joker wins the Academy Award. Best <laughs> oh man, you just depressed me. That's that's the worst. <laughs> This really is like, uh, um, uh, yeah, like like the internet has created a movie of all of its worst tendencies, and somehow <laughs> it's become popular. 
Here, here's everyone you don't like on the internet. We've created a movie about them. Um, anyway, uh, Mike, uh, thanks for jumping through the rings we've set up and somehow sticking the landing. Appreciate yep, you being yep. on the podcast. Yeah, thank you. want to thank our uh, production crew, Pierre and Tien, as they are often left sweeping up the spotlight. And thanks to you, dear listener, because if you weren't paying attention, we wouldn't be able to do any of this at work. Everyone, please tell a friend to subscribe and bring a few more people into our inner circle. And we will see you next time on the light reading podcast and send $1 billion uh, via PayPal editors at lightreading.com. That, would, that, mm-hmm. that can solve any problem. <laughs> Thanks guys. Bye.